Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I'll have what she's having. You have chosen wisely. It reminds us all that once was good. And it could be again. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Yes, it is the 30-something movie podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. If you're joining us once again, maybe you're here for the first time, and that is totally okay as well. Uh, You're okay. I'm okay. We're all okay here. Um, Speaking of those of us that are okay, I have with me right now Pat. Pat, how you doing? Hey, hey. Uh, Pat Canigallo, ladies and gentlemen, is the band director extraordinaire. He's been in a movie. He's directed band. Uh, he's he's also a runner and uh, just a, a all round wonderful guy. Well, I don't know what to say about that. I but thank you, John. I sure think pretty highly of you guys as well. I'm trying to start the podcast on a positive note because <laughs> we ain't gonna stay there. Because I know where we're going. Right. So let's continue with the love fest. I also have Bo Warmbold. Bo Warmbold is a master of technology. Uh, he also is, uh, you've played softball before too. So you're also, I, I, can I call you a master of softball? No, no, you no? cannot. Well, no, I, mean, I would I, love to say, but it, yeah. You no. know, but you know what? I think Bo's nickname should become love fest. Love fest. Oh, I see Bo's. that. I kind of like. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Okay. So Bo, so whenever I introduce you guys from now on, Pat, do you want a nickname? Well, I, this could end up like the Seinfeld episode where George tried to give himself a nickname. Yeah. You know, I think it has to just kind of happen organically. Okay. But Bo, if you're up for it, man, I think Love Fest would be an excellent nickname. I should, I feel like I should be clearing this with my wife, but yeah, fine. Let's stick it, with it. Why pending not? wife approval. Pending yeah. wife approval. Okay. Well, so hold on. Let me, let's, let's back up and I'm going to redo the intro. Hello and welcome to the 30-something movie podcast. Thank you for joining us once again, unless you're joining us for the first time. I have with me tonight Pat Canigallo and Love Fest. How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. We're doing just fine, John. How are did, you? Did that work pretty well? Are we okay with that? I it's awesome. Okay. I feel like John needs a special intro now. Like John, the the, the special. Oh, I don't know that I have any nicknames. I, I think I, I, well, I had a nickname in high school on the football team, and it was the Mad Midget, just because I was the shortest one there. That that's pretty cool. Well, there yeah. you go. We can we can resurrect the Mad Midget. That's I guess fine. we're good. I was also deaf, but that was different. Yeah, but that wasn't so much a nickname as a persona that you it was, acquired. It was more a state of mind. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't death? <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Not dead yet. Death, death for, became death became me, and that's for those a movie who that don't know. We record this on a Monday night, which, for better or worse, you know. <laughs> I was sitting in a meeting today and actually kind of like started daydreaming. Believe it or not, yeah. in the back of my mind, I thought it was Thursday. <laughs> and they started talking about some stuff going down after school, like, and, and I was like, "Oh yeah, remember that happened this week? Wait a minute, this week hasn't happened." 
Oh, mm. it's only Monday. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'd be so much happier if it was a Thursday right now. Yeah. How about it? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, very, very quickly, we're going to go through and do our, our usual spiel at the beginning of the show here. Uh, this is a spoiler podcast, so if you hear us start to talk about a movie, if we mention a movie by name, there is always the possibility that we will talk plot details. So if you don't want to know that... Um, I don't want to say don't listen to the show because we'd love it for you to listen to the show, but we will try to keep the uh, plot details out of the main movie that we're going to be talking about um, until we get to the point where we talk about the movie. So we'll try to keep it spoiler free for the very beginning of the podcast, mm -hmm. but we, we let the words flow freely. Mm -hmm. So if for some reason we mention a movie that you don't want to know anything about, uh, we'll try to let you know, we'll, we'll give you another kind of warning just if we're going to give spoilers away, but um, and also, if you haven't given us an iTunes review before, if you've been listening um, and you want to go give us a review on iTunes, that's a great way to help us out, uh, especially if you can't, you know, donate financially to the show. I know a lot of podcasts have Patreon pages and they try to uh, get at least a little bit of money coming in to cover the cost that way. We do have one as well, but uh, we just really appreciate iTunes reviews because that lets us know what we're doing right, uh, what we're doing wrong and how we can kind of uh, improve the show because we're always wanting to do a better show for anybody listening out there. And uh, visit our website, 30podcast.com. All the other social media spots, 30podcast is the best way to find us there. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, real quickly, guys, I don't have a whole lot of new movie news uh, this time, but I did want to mention that uh, one of our regular listeners, Jason, had just messaged me the other day with some thoughts on our May uh, podcasts that are coming up where we're going to do a, a set of movies that we might have missed from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And one of his suggestions was uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which I then replied back and I said, oh, we've actually already done a Pee-wee's Big Adventure episode. And he said he's been working his way back through our older episodes. And when he found out we had done a Pee-wee's Big Adventure podcast, he went back and listened to it. He said, mm -hmm. I think that might have been my favorite episode of your guys so far. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So I don't know what we did that was so awesome was in that episode. Say, I, I, I almost hate it when people say stuff like that because I have no recollection of that at all. I know. Uh -huh. It's been a few years ago now. So I, now I want to go back and listen to it and be like, well, whatever we did there, let's do it some more. Right. Maybe, maybe it was a lack of nicknames. Maybe. Maybe now that Love Fest is here, then we'll have, you know, every show will be knocking it out of the park with Love Fest. I, this that, is going to be very interesting, isn't it? it Knocking is. it out of the park with Love Fest. I, I feel like that's I feel like that's your first album, Bo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Love Fest. I'm sorry. That's like calling I mean that's like calling Elton John Reginald. I shouldn't do that. Reginald. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, new movie news. Has anyone seen that trailer? Yes. Very oh. interesting. It it looked oh. very good. My lord. Have you seen that one, Pat? Is it the one about the thing with the guy? Uh, if the thing and the guy are Elton John, yeah. Oh, I was talking about a different trailer. Oh, were you talking oh. about uh, Endgame? Yeah. Yeah. That one was fun, too. But uh, so, so there's an Elton, is there like an Elton John biopic or something? Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, it I still haven't seen. really good. Yeah, I still haven't seen the Queen one, but. Um, I still want to see Bohemian Rhapsody. I actually rented it last week, but didn't have time to watch it. Yeah, I want to see that one too. But yeah, but yeah. the Elton John one just looks... He, the character is so interesting to begin with. Yeah. But there's, there's just so much there. I have a feeling it's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's great. My folks just saw him in concert just like two weeks ago. Oh, really? 
Yeah. He's one that we don't go to a lot of concerts. He's one that we haven't been to before. Uh, we did go the one that we definitely wanted to go see. And we did see him years ago back when he did like his third farewell tour with, yeah. um, yeah. was Billy Joel. Okay. Nice. Yeah. We saw Billy Joel at the Rosemont and, um, at least yeah. he's given up on the farewell tours now and he's just playing baseball. Right. Now. Right. You know, just quit saying goodbye and. Right. Well, I think Elton is the same thing. I think he's like. Well, the show I wish I'd seen was the two of them together. At yeah. Field. Yeah. I mean, that would have just, I mean, come on. Yeah. That would have been outstanding. But yeah, no, that movie looks really good. We saw the, because we went to go see, um, I probably will have mentioned this on last week's show, which we're not recording after this. Um, but Nora and I went to go see um, Captain Marvel, as I probably mentioned at the beginning of last week's show. And that was one of the trailers that it was the beginning of it. And it was funny because mm -hmm. immediately, I saw it. you know, some of the music started playing and Nora goes, oh, that's Elton John. I said, yes, it is. Cool. And you patted her head and said, such a good child. I said, good job. Good job. She said, can I go see that movie? I said, no, probably not. No, no <laughs> child, no. no. I'm sorry, <laughs> but no. There are certain things about celebrities I'm not going to teach you just yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no more needs to be said on a family-friendly podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, speaking uh, of family-friendly, I think we would... All agree the movie we're about to discuss not so definitely not right okay. so if so here's here's maybe a little we will still remain family friendly uh but if you tend to listen to our show in the car uh and maybe you have children around or you're listening with children around or you've got earbuds in I, we're not i mean obviously our language is not going to get any worse but uh there are adult themes in this movie um so if you are not wanting to have those be talked about around your children mm -hmm. then you may want to skip this one or listen to this one with headphones in later on so we're not going to be swearing up a storm uh love fest might but i don't know um you might, you might just not want to listen to this episode i mean well we, it, well did i don't know that we really wanted to watch the movie so if there's a way to do to like pivot and start talking about the matrix i'm going to find a way to do it <laughs> i just want to promise our listening audience i'm going to try and do the politician where they ask them a question and then they like turn and just talk about what they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the best I can to talk about the matrix. Do you want to just skip directly to the five questions? No, I'm, mostly, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly kidding, but okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, so there's, there's kind of our, that that's not really a spoiler alert, but there's kind of a little disclaimer is that obviously this movie deals with some adult themes. So um, this might not be the episode to listen to with kids. If you've got kids in the car, so it's, it's not going to be adult theme, adult, but but they were acting like five-year-olds. Well, that's true too. Mm -hmm. that's true too all right well let's go jump into let's jump in the delorean and head back to 1989 for just a minute uh this week in 89 it was march 27th to about april 2nd on march 29th the first soviet hockey players were allowed to play in the nhl also on march 29th rain man wins at the oscars and cocktail wins at the razzies so on the same date tom hanks or tom hanks tom cruise whichever tom you want to use uh Tom Cruise both won at the Oscars. His movie won at the Oscars and his movie won at the Razzies, the awards that they give to the movies that are so bad. So <laughs> that was happening at the end of March in 1989. The top book was The Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie, which caused a whole bunch of trouble, if anybody remembers that time. And I just remember 
living in Europe, even just a few years after that, that there was still trouble going on because of that book. And a lot of the um, Islamic countries being very upset about the book that he wrote. And I've never read the book and I don't know anything else other than just surface level things about it. But uh, apparently that book caused very, very many problems and caused him to receive very many death threats and all kinds of stuff. So there it is. Uh, the top movie was Fletch Lives, directed by Michael Ritchie and starring Chevy Chase. And the top song was The Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics. So that is 1989. And this is The War of the Roses. It was released on the 8th of December, 1989, rated R for several obvious reasons, if you've seen the movie. Runtime was one hour and 56 minutes, directed by Danny DeVito, the best part of this movie. He was also a director for Throw Mama from the Train, which I'm a little sad we didn't do, was that last year or two years ago? That might have been an 87 movie. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember thinking about it at the time, and then mm -hmm. we had so many good movies. It's always so hard. It was, it, you know, actually, it was one that might have been on the list, and then we might have had to shuffle some movies around, and I, it got and it got cut. I seem to remember that being it being something like that because I yeah. remember thinking, "Oh, we're going to do that one," and then we never got around to doing it. Right, because even as a kid, I liked that movie. Oh, exactly, and the yeah. actress who plays Mama, whose name I'm going to forget right now, and it doesn't matter, is hysterical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and you want to talk like dark comedy or black comedy, whatever. Oh my whatever, god! Whatever phrase you want to use, that one did it just fine. Mm -hmm. This one, yeah, so much. But we'll we'll talk about that. Um, but he also uh, he directed Throw Mama from the Train and also directed Death to Smoochie. Uh, producers on this one were James L. Brooks and Arnon Milchan. Uh, Brooks did the Mary Tyler Moore show and the Simpsons. Milchan did LA confidential and pretty woman. Warren Adler wrote the novel. This was based off of, he also wrote the novel that the movie random hearts was based off of Michael Lee, Michael Leeson did the screenplay. He died in 2016. Uh, he also did writing for the Cosby show. Cinematography was done by Stephen H. Burham. He did the untouchables and mission impossible. Music was done by David Newman, who did Heather's and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, party on, dudes. Budget was $26 million. The box office was $160.2 million. Rotten Tomatoes Critics gives it 84%. Rotten Tomatoes Audience gives it a 71%. IMDb gives it a 68%. Letterboxd gives it a 66%. And CinemaScore gives it a B. Michael Douglas played Oliver Rose. He was in Wall Street, Fatal Attraction, and Ant-Man. Kathleen Turner played Barbara Rose. She was in Romancing the Stone and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Danny DeVito was Gavin D'Amato. He was in Taxi and Batman Returns. Marianne Sajabrek, I probably am saying that wrong. Uh, she played Susan. She was in Martha et Moi and Baghdad Cafe. Sean Astin played Josh at age 17. He was in The Goonies, Lord of the Rings, and Stranger Things. Heather, Fair Heather Fairfield played Carolyn at age 17. She was in a movie called No Secrets and another one called The Opposite of Sex. G.D. Spradlin, who died in 2011, played Harry Thurmont. He was in Apocalypse Now and Ed Wood. Peter Donat played, or died in 2018. He played Jason Larrabee. He was in The Godfather Part Two and The X-Files. And Dan Castanelet, Castel I always mess up his name every time I see it, and I knew I was going to mess it up this time. Dan... Castellaneta, I think I said it right, played the man in the chair that Danny DeVito spends the entire movie narrating to. He was also Homer Simpson, among other characters in The Simpsons. Now, before we get to the trailer, I want to start doing something just a little tiny bit different here on our podcast, and that is, before we start talking about the movie, I want each of us to just say one brief, non-spoilery sentence 
about how we feel about this movie. Just so if people are listening, that gives them an idea as to whether or not they want to avoid spoilers and go watch the movie first, or just completely, if they trust our opinion, and they're like, nope, I agree with pretty much everything else these guys have ever said, so whatever they say, that's what I'm going to do. So John, one quick non-spoiler gosh, If anyone puts that much faith in what we say, I'm going to have to recalibrate how much I study these movies. Well, yeah. well. So go ahead and say it right now. Yeah, so right. very, very quickly, one sentence, non-spoilery, one sentence, um, if you want to give, because usually I, I try to put a rating up on the Letterboxd app too, if you want to give it a star rating, um, if your star rating is more of a black hole rating, that's okay too, but uh, out of five stars, so give me out of five stars and one brief sentence, what would you say without spoiling this movie, how do you feel about it? Love Fest, would you like to go first? Sure. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep calling you Love Fest. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Two stars for me. A one star rating would be would be really rough. I think there okay. are movies that I have to reserve that for that this isn't. It was a lot rough. It was a product of its time. Marital relationships in a way that you would never show them today and should never show them. Um, two people being very, very mean to each other for reasons that I don't think are ever really explained. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay. All right. Pat Canagallo. I was trying to do my best. <sighs> Zero stars. <laughs> wet fecal matter landing on my face. <laughs> wow. I was All right. Not, I was not a fan. I'm sorry. I'm no. Sorry. And, and then it went Bo, and I get what you're saying, and I want someone to reel me in. But I'll tell you, I, I, I was thinking, and it's just like, you guys should have known better. You guys should have known better. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and crotchety. I don't know. Well, then then you and I can be two of the old crotchety guys that are going to go sit at McDonald's and just talk about stuff all morning. We could be the guys in the balcony. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, because yeah. I'm going to go. You guys are already there in the balcony. Don't worry. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> It was pretty bad. It was pretty, what was that? Their one, their one thing I always love. And I use that all the time. Well, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Well, really, I didn't like it. Well, it was pretty terrible. It was awful. It was horrible. Boo. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm going to give it, hmm. Let me think about this for just a tiny second. I'm going to give it one and a half stars. And I, no, you know what? I'm going to give it two stars. And the only reason, the only reason, Pat, that I'm not right there with you at zero stars is more things that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Okay. The story I hated. Mm -hmm. Most other things in the movie, I either was okay with or thought that they were great. But the story itself, which unfortunately is a giant part of a movie, mm -hmm. I absolutely hated. You know, that's actually a really good way of putting it because I think conceptually I'm agreeing with you. The performances were not terrible. Right. And it was the material that was objectionable right. and odd. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's let everybody listen to the trailer and then we'll be back in just a moment. This is the most romantic day of my whole life. This is the story we're going to tell our grandchildren. Barbara and Oliver Rose. Wait a minute, wait, 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 what's your name? Barbara! They met great. I love rain. 
God, I love it too. They agreed on that. Were you happy? I'm more than happy. I'm married. The house is so beautiful. And we live here. House, car, boy, girl, puppy, kitty. The poor bastards never had a chance. Your crystal is lovely. Back around. I didn't know anything about this before I met Oliver. <laughs> My mother bought her glasses at the AMP, you know, the kind with the raised. It always starts with the little things. And that phony laugh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. Maybe overdid it. Let me have it. If love is blind, now I got you. Marriage is like having a stroke. When I watch you eat, when I look at you lately, I just want to smash your face in. Smash my face. I want a divorce. You can't have one. When a couple starts keeping score, there is no winning. It's only degrees of losing. I am the one who found this house. I bought everything in it with my money. It's a lot easier to spend than it is to make it, honey bun. You might not have made it if not for me, sweet cakes. Never underestimate her as an adversary. Don't even talk to her, bitch. Scum. Filth. The yellow areas are mine. The red areas are hers. This seems rational to you both. I got more square footage. These people are going to hurt each other. Get out of the car, hon. When trouble begins, it comes at you from directions you'd never expect. We haven't passed any point of no return. I have. you were Barbara. Michael Douglas. Nobody who makes pate this good can be all bad. Kathleen Turner. That depends on what the pate is made of. And Danny DeVito. Sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? The War of the Roses. Directed by Danny DeVito. Coming this Christmas. We're back. Here's all the news that's new and approved by the U.S. Army, the sweetest smelling army in the world. <laughs> Great Britain recognized the island state of Singapore today. Um, I, I just felt like but I needed to do that. But we digress. But we do constantly. Or do we digest? <laughs> uh, hopefully both. <laughs> but Betty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's stuff that I won't repeat on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes. Right. So, okay. So now here's where we get into our discussion of this movie. We've shared kind of our initial ratings and and whatnot of this movie and uh so i think where i'm just going to start is what i had mentioned before and i'll just go into more detail now i did not like the story of this movie i in fact the more i thought about it we watched it last night um my my lovely wife and i watched this oh. last night and well can because I, can I ask your lovely wife's opinion of this movie because... oh she hated it too okay i'm just yeah 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 um, oh, I, I'm surprised she sat through it, to be brutally honest with you. Well, I think the only reason that we continued to sit through it was because I was just like, well, I, I need to finish this for the podcast so we can talk about it. Right. Because we both agreed that there have been times. Well, let me back up for a second. So I don't, we decided, we were talking about this this afternoon when I got home from work. I think we decided that this is just not the type of movie for us. Mm -hmm. that the whole, because there are, whether you want to call them black comedy, dark comedy, whatever you want to call them, 
there are movies like that that I absolutely love. Oh, sure. But I think that when it comes to a dark comedy about relationships, those are not the ones that I love. Because I was trying to think back to some other examples, and, and some of these are not dark comedies, but um, there was a movie we used to watch, and we used to watch it all the time, and it was uh, called Story of Us. And it was a Rob Reiner movie, and it was um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Bruce Willis. And this movie, the beginning of this movie, the beginning of uh, War of the Roses, reminded us of that movie because you start the movie off with, here's this young couple, they're falling in love, and you get to see just the beginning of their relationship, and everything is great, and it kind of skips ahead in time, and you kind of show the movie through flashbacks a little bit here and there. But then in the present day, it's, they are very much struggling. Like their kids are teenagers. They're very much struggling and ultimately they end up separating. And that's a good portion of the movie is how that separation affects the two of them. And, and you see these constant flashbacks to, well, here are the little things throughout, even though they had really good times as a couple, here were the things throughout their lives that kind of led to this separation. Now, without spoiling too much about that movie, that movie, at least, I'm not going to say if they get back together or not, but in that movie, at least, it ends on a redeeming note. And I think that's what I'm okay with about that movie. This movie, the first third of the movie, I was fine with. In fact, we were laughing at some of the stuff that was going on in the first third of the movie. Totally fine with it. Um, you know, it, it, and, and the other things about the movie that I enjoyed, I enjoyed how it, the movie was filmed. Mm -hmm. I thought it was filmed beautifully. And like now that I know um, that the cinematographer was the same guy that worked on the untouchables and you just seeing some of that other stuff. I'm like that, that explains like some of the scenes where you've got, and I know some of that comes from the director or some comes from the cinematographer, but you've got some of the scenes where the, the play with colors and light and dark, I'm looking at it going, it looks like it was filmed by somebody who, it was part of untouchables. You've got some of that same, you know, kind of composition to some of the shots. That part I thought was great. I love the way this movie was shot. It was shot beautifully. Danny DeVito. I loved his part. I thought he was great. If they wanted to just do, I would almost rather, instead of watching the rest of this movie, I would almost rather just have all of the scenes of him talking to the guy in his office, giving the, the narration or the exposition. I'd almost just watch that mm -hmm. because I'd be fine with that for the entire movie. That was entertaining to me and that was totally fine. And then when we see his character throughout, that was fine as well. Like that, that part I thought was okay. Then it was about the halfway, wherever it is that he has his, what he thinks is his heart attack. And they have that fight where she says, you know, I, I thought you were dead and it was kind of freeing. And now when I see you, I just want to smash your face and like all that stuff. When they had that fight, that was the part that it kind of turned and I was like, Oh, this is taking a, a fairly dark turn. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just, we'll kind of see where this goes. And that second third of the movie was kind of that part where you start to see things kind of shift a little bit. And, and there were a few times where, as they were kind of bickering back and forth, it was, you still kind of chuckled a little bit, but it was starting to become more of an uncomfortable chuckle. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was just the last third of the movie that ruined the entire thing. Because yeah, that's when it got real nasty. It got real nasty. And I understand. I'm not, I'm not somebody sitting here going, I don't understand the concept of farce. And I don't understand. I totally understand the concept of farce and how that stuff was meant to be funny. 
it wasn't funny to me. So when we got to that point, I don't, it, it, that's just, maybe that's just me personally and, and my wife as well. It just didn't appeal to us to see people being so just openly mean spirited and, and spiteful to each other as a form of entertainment. Right. So we, we talked and we said, you know, if she was interested in, in co-hosting a podcast with me, we decided that we could be called, um, uh, two prudes on a pod. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that could be our podcast name, but we're like, you know, that just, uh, it's not entertaining to us. Sure. The sad thing is that I'm sure that there are, well, I know there are people in the world for whom they may watch this movie and go, oh yeah, that's totally our relationship. But that's also sad. And I don't know if that's, there's plenty of stuff I know that's put into comedy movies and especially dark comedies that that's the reason for them being called dark comedies or black comedies is that it's stuff that shouldn't normally be socially acceptable for it to be funny but something about these type of movies where it's a black comedy and it's dealing with people's relationships that just hits a nerve for us and so that's why immediately as that stuff started to happen it just made me angry and Mm -hmm. we only finished the movie because i knew we were going to talk about it for the podcast so i wanted to make it all the way to the end but once the movie was over i apologized for having had us sit through and watch it it reminded me uh one scene in particular reminded me of a movie that we actually walked out of we went to go see it in the theater and we walked out of that movie because there was a scene where a husband and wife it it was the movie the history of violence i think i've mentioned this before and there's a scene in that movie where they are hitting each other like violently hitting each other and they're fighting on the staircase and then all of a sudden they go from hitting each other on the staircase to doing other things on the staircase and it was at that point that we just said, adult wait, things, perhaps. We, adult things, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, not walking, but uh, as you would normally do on a staircase. Um, and it was at that point, we both just kind of looked at each other and you're like, you've got to be kidding me. No. And we got up, we walked out of the theater, we asked for our money back, we got our money back, we left. We probably went home and watched something we'd much prefer to watch. But the scene, like when they get up to the attic and they're fighting each other, and then they almost go from fighting to not fighting each other in the attic, but doing other things. It like that flashed in my head was like, this is like history of violence. And I did not like that movie. And this is the point. This is very similar to the point at which in history of violence, we walked out. So if, if we were not talking about it for the podcast, we would not have finished this movie. I did not like this movie when I finished watching it. I did not like the last half of this movie more. I thought about it today. I grew to dislike this movie any even more. I, I, I wanted to prove myself wrong, so I went onto YouTube and I went to some other spots where people had written reviews about this movie, and some of them said, this movie is perfect. I've never met anyone who doesn't like this movie, to which I commented, well, then clearly you and I don't know each other because I hate this movie. Who who didn't know like anyone that didn't like this movie? There was uh, some guy who did a review of the movie on YouTube. And that was part of his review. He said, no, this movie is perfect. Everything ties together. And that's fine. If that's his opinion, that's totally fine. I'm not going to say that that guy can't have that opinion, but I just, that's completely the opposite reaction I had to it. I dislike this movie the more I think of it. Mm-hmm. So that's me ranting for a long time. Love Fest, what do you have to say? You know, I have to admit, I wasn't as offended by it, I don't think, but it wasn't a great movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, and maybe I, I'm able to detach from it a little more, um, for whatever reason, I was more bothered by just the, 
you can show a, a, a relationship that goes sour in a movie. And most of the time it makes sense. I felt like one minute they were sitting at dinner happy and the next minute they weren't. Now, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I don't felt like as long as the movie was, they didn't spend enough time on what went wrong. Yeah. They spent so much time on them beating up on each other. Mm -hmm. And you could have, you know, if you wanted to delve into the, um, uh, the differences in people and, and the way relationships can fall apart, you could have done that. Right. And they chose not to. <laughs> well, they and chose to got... go straight for the beating on each other. And I feel like the real meat, the real study of humanity, and and um, um, oh, wow, the words are escaping me. But <laughs> the real character study is in the middle, right? And that's the shortest part, right? We spend all this build-up time, and then something breaks, and then they beat on each other. Right. You got little hints at the beginning. Like you got the little right. hints of when she wanted to put the star in the Christmas tree and he told sure. her not to, she, she makes this little side comment like, well, I guess I'll learn. And then you have her trying to tell the story at dinner and he keeps just getting fed up with the fact mm -hmm. that she can't tell a straight story. And I don't know if you guys caught it. She actually gives him, the, she flips him the bird Love when it. she goes to pick up her wine glass. Yeah. I mean, some of that stuff was funny and seeing some of that stuff that I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of clever. And maybe but that's then just it just it. it just so quickly turned into what it turned into. Yeah, it didn't feel like um, uh, the stakes were never raised appropriately for the outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay, they disagreed over the star on the tree. He cut her off at a dinner party. Like, I don't know that those do not rise to running over my car with your SUV. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like. They went from A to D, and, and B and C were just out the window. Yeah. Makes me wonder if there's a three-hour cut of this movie somewhere. God help us. But yeah. I feel like that middle half hour is missing. Yeah. That was my whole thing. I'm watching it going, wait a minute. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And then, All right. you know, uh, admittedly, like, and then from just a film point of view, like the fact that they kept coming back to the fact that she was a gymnast. Yeah. Like that was cool. Yeah. How often do you see a random throwaway comment? Like she was a gymnast reused so well, like mm -hmm. there was so much good little things that happened. The fact that the whole thing is a clunker is almost disappointing. Yeah. Because I, I really think they started out with a plan I just don't think it was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's what, that's what I think is a little bit disappointing because I felt like the direction was fine and the filming was fine and the, right. and the performances were fine. It just the subject matter and the, I don't know, just maybe the decisions that they made that must've been well. And you know what? Danny DeVito, because I mean, some of this is obviously his sense of humor. Sure. Because Death to Smoochie and some of his other movies have mm -hmm. the, have very similar kind of style to them. But I, I saw Death to Smoochie, and you know, it wasn't a great movie, but I still felt like some of that was funnier. Maybe because, well, maybe for me, because that wasn't a relationship, right? You know, it was more of a you know somebody 
somebody stole my job, therefore I'm going to get back at him or, or mm -hmm. something like that. Maybe it's, maybe it's just because it has something to do with either a, a couple relationship or a marriage relationship that it just, that's just what bothers me. Sure. So, uh, should I unleash the Kraken and ask Pat how he felt about it? I think you definitely should. I think we should both right. uh, take two steps back though. Okay. Taking two steps back from the microphone, <laughs> release the Kraken. Pat. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> Would you like to weigh in? Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I mean, I feel like everything I'm on this podcast, I'm like 100 million stars or zero stars. I mean, I'm trying to find that middle ground. But gonna, you know what? We're going to find a middle of the road movie for you someday. You know what? And it's like, and I really, I mean, I want someone to walk me back from the edge. Like I was really confused with Repo Man, but then after talking about it, I'm like, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, so I'm, I was waiting for that and I just, I watched the whole thing and I was just disgusted. And maybe mm -hmm. it's the time period that we live in um, where everything is nasty. Everything yeah. is nasty. And it's not just if you, you know, have a relationship that breaks up. Now, if you disagree, whether, you know, you can disagree about whether you know what the income tax rate should be and you just go blast someone on the internet you know i mean and so maybe maybe it's just a little bit of a you know an open wound just because that's like such a big societal problem right now but it's just like i'm just not entertained by people being like super nasty to each other and yeah. i i'm i've been sitting here just trying to figure out okay how am i being a hypocrite okay um you know, like, like, what do I watch that's people being nasty to each other? And you know what? I'm, I'm trying to like relate to this movie somehow. And I just, you know, I, I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like seeing how things break down. I, I just don't. I mean, you know, like, like relationships with people. And so I found no entertainment in it. It breaks my heart because I really like Danny DeVito. And, and when, you know, I found out, oh man, he directed this thing. And, and so, you know, I, I mean, it's not like he let me down. It's like, I've, I don't want to hurt his feelings, kind of a reverse thing. Like I, I just, you know, cause I, I like Danny DeVito, but yeah, this, this just, this was just not cool. I mean, it, it was, it was just very disappointing, like the whole thing. And then I, I mean, everything you guys said, I think you said it much more eloquently and to the point um, than, than what I can say. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything I can really add on that would, that would really cinch it, but there was, there was just nothing there. I mean, there was just nothing there and it was like, okay, so you guys can't get along. Okay. So you're going to be petty. Okay. So we're going to show uh, passive aggressive behavior, run amok. I mean, you know, and the thing that really got it was that the whole thing was about a house. The whole thing was about material objects. And that was the thing, that was the piece where it's just like, they should have known better. They should have known better. Yeah. And, you know, they had kids, but you never even focus on the kids in the movie. So it's like, well, okay. Our, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of families in real life where this stuff is all falling apart. Why are we being entertained by this? And if it was some sort of a cautionary, like that was the only thing I could think of was if it's some sort of a cautionary tale where we're going to just amplify this to the, to the, to the absolute extreme go, you know, we're going to completely jump the shark 
with this kind of thing, um, with with some of the behavior that was exhibited in this movie, just to make people see that, yeah, getting a divorce if if it if if that happens or you know don't make it about a thing, walk away, you know, be the better person or. or Maybe that's what they were going for. So given the way it ended, do we think that's what they were trying to say? Yeah. That's a good point, Patrick. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying every, you know. There was certainly, they certainly wanted us to at least think about it. But was it too little too late at that point? Yeah, they had lost me at that point. By that point, whatever message the movie had to had to share, I really didn't care. Okay, you know, I and I I, that probably is the message of the movie, and it just. But I was just so either tired or disgusted or angry at this movie that it just whatever they had to say, I just was you know for the last. What half hour? Maybe I was just waiting for waiting for it to be over. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean this. Okay, this brings into sharp relief when when we were talking a couple weeks ago, or when we're about to talk next week, or whatever the heck it is, and and we were talking about movies with social messages. Mm-hmm. If this indeed was carrying a social message, this was so heavy handed it just turned me off. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess. Well, and, and Pat, I actually like what you said a, f- a couple minutes ago about part of it might too might be the time in which we're living when people are just so like, it just doesn't feel like people are coming together at all. It just seems like people are getting more and more angry with each other. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I have talked about this before. There are times where you walk through our school buildings that we work at and you can just feel the vibe in the building mm-hmm. and it just seems like, you know. It seems like this year people are angrier than they've ever been. It just feels like in most of society, people are just angry and people walk around angry and it just doesn't. So maybe that's part of it too, is maybe there's enough anger and meanness in the world that I don't need to waste my time for two hours watching a movie where people are being mean to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if it's an action movie, and when I go to an action movie, I expect in an action movie for people to be shooting at each other. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't go to, like, if we weren't watching this for the podcast, Mm -hmm. then, and and I will say, I had not watched this movie before. So the reason this was put on the list for the podcast was because it was a, you know, I kind of automatically picked out movies that got higher rankings on some of the review sites. And I was like, those are the movies that we got to give a try. And I've heard of this one before. Danny DeVito. I mean, it's got major actors from the 80s in it. So, yeah, we got to include this one. But, man, if I had known if I had known about this movie, it would not have been one of our episodes this year. Yeah. Because it just I I don't want to. And I I appreciate that people listening might like it and might totally disagree with us. That's totally fine. Like, we're not saying. You know, we're not saying that if you like this movie, you're a horrible person. Absolutely. Just saying, this is not the movie for me. Yeah. And this is a movie that I would probably, if I knew what it was going to be as fully as it was, like I knew, I read the quick description of what the movie was. It's like, okay, I've, I've seen some movies like that. We'll give it a try. But if I had known what it was going to turn into, I would not have watched this movie. 
I kept my fingers crossed until the very end that it was going to somehow be like a sprawling historical epic about the House of Lancashire and the House of York. Uh And then all of a sudden I'm like, no, no, this is what I remembered it was going to be this. Yeah. You know, which, yeah. which I did want to, which I did want to bring up. Cause that's a much better thing maybe to go watch. There's still people being horrible to each other, but it's historically. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, if you ever get a subscription to stars, they had two series that were the white queen and the white princess mm-hmm. about the war of roses. Very good series. Yeah. Cool. Much better than this movie. Yeah. And I think, you know what? It, it just, it was just just people being so petty and nasty mm-hmm. to each other. And I mean, no one even cared about the kids. That right. was the best part. They were arguing about a house and they all had enough money. And it, and it wasn't even like, it, it was just like, I, I've got possessed this thing. And and it, it just went out of control. And I'll tell you, it's interesting, you know, the movie that we're about to talk about last week. I mean, you look at, at the actual historical events that were being portrayed in that movie. And then you think of, um, you know, uh, uh, saving Private Ryan, and at the very end of okay, spoilers. The very end of saving Private Ryan, Captain Miller takes you know Private Ryan, you know, as as he's sitting there, and he just says, "Earn this, earn this," and then you know it fast forwards to the end, and and you have the aged uh, 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 um, John Ryan. Was it John Ryan? Yeah, kneeling down, saying, "I tried to live the best life I could. I've tried to earn this." You know, and and you talk about you know what what is being portrayed in that movie, where you know we've been we've been given quite a gift, and then you look at how nastily I'm cycling back how we're treating each other in today's day and age, and then we see this movie where these people have everything they could possibly want, and that's what they decide to do with their lives. I, I just, I, I can't get, I can't see that as funny. I, I just can't. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I laugh at that probably offensive to, offensive to people, but it's like, how, how are we, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't align those things. I just can't find value in that humor unless, yeah. like I said, unless, unless it's, I don't know. Well, and, but if it's a cautionary tale, then it's not humorous. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm struggling. I just can't, I, I can't get with it. I just, it's just not, it's not earning it for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I did have one little note of trivia about this movie that is on more of a positive note before we go into our five questions. Um, in, uh, so I found this on IMDb in 1953, Alfred Newman composer composed and recorded the 20th century, 20th century Fox fanfare. Uh, mm-hmm. With CinemaScope extension, you know that whole every time you'd watch Star Wars, it would start up with the 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. fanfare. Well, apparently in 1989 for this movie, uh, his son David Newman was the composer for this movie, Newman. and he record he re-recorded the fanfare so that uh, the last note of the fanfare would segue seamlessly into the first note of the opening titles of the music for this movie. That's so fun. that's pretty cool. I- yeah. I think after that was done here, it started to be done more often mm-hmm. because I've noticed that in a, in several movies as we've watched recently where they've tried to tie that in. So it's a more seamless transition. Yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah. All right. Well, before we jump into our five questions, does anybody have anything else they want to say about this movie? I think we've, 
probably covered most of it. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do want to apologize to Bo that the fact that we just dubbed you with the nickname Love Fest, we ended up talking about this movie. So it was clearly not a love fest. No, no, it was not. But maybe okay. you're I'm not going to. Uh, maybe the the fact that this time. Okay, maybe the fact that we've knighted you Love Fest was a way to try to balance out the negativity we felt about this movie. Sure. Okay. I'm All right. Gonna, I'm I'm going to be curious to I'm know what I'm always what... willing to bring the love, so Okay. You know. I think that should be your tagline and I think that should be your second album. Bring the love? Bring the love. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, I we're going to have an entire recording career all set for you. So, right hopefully on. Donna okay's this um nickname because it's kind of sticking. Yeah, it seems like she's not going to have much of a choice. Okay, good. That's what she well, gets for going out of town. There we go. We worked that out. All right. Well, let's jump into our five questions then. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. Why are you asking me? For? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Five questions this time around. If you have not joined us before, five questions. We have five questions that we ask. Um, One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, in the slightly in the style of the old school daily show where they used to have five questions that they would ask. And these five questions as with old school daily show are not always directly related to the movie we're talking about. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our five questions. Question number one is what is your favorite revenge themed movie? Now this question I can get on board with because when I'm, when we're talking revenge movies, it doesn't have to be this kind of movie. And my immediate answer is the 2002 version of The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, very good. I very much like that movie. Very good. I have to go with with one of my... I'm surprised John didn't mention this one. But I, it's not the first one that I came up with. Well, no, this is the first one I came up with. I'm just not sure how much of a re- revenge movie it is. Okay. The more I thought about it, the more I had to. Con. Mm, oh. No, that's that's a revenge movie. I, yeah, I think that's got to be my favorite. Okay. I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was like torn. I'm like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? It was that one or the, the one up? Yeah, nicely played. Nice, nicely nice. played. No, that's absolutely a revenge movie. Yeah, revenge so is a dish best served cold. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, it is very cold in space. Very cold in space. Very cold. All right, Patrick, what is your favorite revenge movie? Payback. Nice. Mm. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. Oh, the little piggies. <laughs> yeah, that just that movie is just yeah, that that's just a fun that's just a great movie. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a while. I saw that one in the theater when it came out, and I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh I have to go I, back and rewatch that. That's worth a rewatch every couple mm-hmm. of months. It was on kind of a kick in the kind of around that time in like the late nineties. Yeah. I would I would almost go to every Mel Gibson movie that was in the theaters because you had Payback, you had Ransom, you had a whole bunch of he had a ton of stuff in the late nineties that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna kill me, are you? <laughs> hubba hubba hubba. <laughs> did uh 
Did Gladiator rise to the top of anybody's Gla list? That Gladiator. was the other one I was. Yes. Mm -hmm. Gladiators up there. Kill Bill. Yeah. 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 Um. I guess I could have cheated and said Revenge of the Jedi, but that's not really. Yeah. Not really a revenge movie. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting one. I, mm -hmm. I suppose technically, but not really. Yeah. Ooh, Enter the Dragon. Ooh. Okay. Right? Enter the Dragon would be definitely up there. Nice. Or um, was it... Um, uh, no, I, got, I was going to say it was one of the spaghetti westerns. Was it Fistful of Dollars? But I'm trying to think if that was all about revenge or if mm. that just kind of became that in the end. I don't know. I That one's kind of a stretch. I'm not 100% sure, but... yeah. Well, Tombstone's not really a revenge movie. I mean, the second half becomes a revenge it movie, but that. right, yeah, I don't know yeah. that I'd say that's the theme of the movie. You know, yeah. All right. Well, question number two: What midlife crisis purchase are you most likely to make? And this may be an interesting answer because we might be getting close to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to hear. This, yeah, I was curious to hear Pat's answer for this one. What type of motorcycle will you be buying, Pat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, I hate to I hate to disappoint. I hate to oh, disappoint. Man. But um, you see, here's my thing: is I don't, I don't, uh, I don't quite have those crises. Like, oh, I need. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've really mm -hmm. given this a lot of thought. I don't want to. I don't want to let you down. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and I see, and I, I love my motorcycle very much, and I'm, I kind of. This is my 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 one weakness. Like that is the one material good that I just will always have. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's never going to be a crisis. But I'll tell you this. Um, I'll tell you this. Um, I I desperately want to learn to fly a plane, and mm -hmm. uh, okay. I've been I've been you know studying it and talking to a lot of folks about it, and and I mean right now there just isn't the money in the bank to do it. Right. Um, much more than like a couple of lessons. But I'll tell you. If, um, you know, if I could, if, if I could buy a plane, I think that would just be awesome, you know, yeah. just to hop in and go. Well, um, isn't that, isn't that kind of part of the definition of a midlife, midlife crisis purchase that you don't have the money to buy it? Right. I guess it right. doesn't have to be, but. Right. Right. So, and so I'm, I'm, I'm holding off, but yeah, like I said, okay. it, uh, I guess so. And, but, but you know, it's not quite a crisis just because I, yeah. I'm, Scheming and planning and figuring and conniving and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So so there you go. There you go. Okay. Well, I I'm hoping that Bo has a better answer than I do because I'm just going to be boring. So I'm going to go next. Um, I don't know that I would purchase anything. Like if it would be anything, it would be a trip somewhere. Yeah. Like we'd go to. We actually had. We were having dinner with some friends the other night. And they, they always like to throw out, uh, it, it's not the person that we work with named Jason, um, but they like to throw out hypothetical questions sometimes. Mm -hmm. And their hypothetical question for everybody at the end of dinner was, if you could go on a trip anywhere in the world and it's paid for, for you, where would you go? And without hesitation, I said, mm, Scotland. Mm -hmm. Nice. So that might be my midlife crisis purchase is yeah. even if I didn't have the money for it, that would be the one thing that I would just go, you know what? Don't have the money for it, but ah, who cares? I probably would do that because I'm not, I'm not a car person. 
So there's not like a car that I'm sitting there going, oh man, when I, you know, completely lose it and have my midlife crisis, I'm going to go buy this muscle car. And I no, I'm not, I don't really care about that. Um, there's not a lot of other stuff. I, I'm not as interested in stuff. I mean, I have plenty of, I, I'm sitting here in the basement amidst my thousands of comic books and DVD and Blu-ray movies and between my books and my comics and the occasional nerdy costume that I can wear to the comic book show, I don't really feel like I need a whole lot. And if somebody wanted to give me something, give me like a bunch of money or said, Hey, why don't you just buy something you can't afford? I probably would say, Hey, let's do repairs on the house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm maybe a little bit more practical than I don't think I'll have a midlife crisis. Cause I might be a little bit too practical when it comes to things like that, that, if well, I was going to lay down a chunk of money, it would probably be on either a new roof or, or some new wiring for the house. Yeah. And I'm just going to throw in, you know, like the thing with like, I mean, there's plenty of great bikes and cars and all that kind of stuff out there, but it's sort of like, I, I don't quite get with the whole buying something like that for just being a status symbol. Right. I mean, if, if you're buying something just, you know, sort of like the Ferris Bueller's day off where the dad just kind of keeps it in the garage. Right. I mean, I, I want to buy a vehicle to drive it. And if the thing is valued so high that I'm too nervous to drive it, then I don't want to drive it. I like, I don't want it. You know, I want it. And that was, that was, and I forget the name of the car. I think actually the car is just named in, in French, the $19 million car. Mm-hmm. When I was filling up with gas earlier today at the gas station, they have those old TVs now where they show you news clips while you're filling up your gas. And they said that the most expensive car was just built and the person that built it is selling it for $19 million. Right. And so they asked the question, they're like, would you be too afraid to drive it around sitting there pumping gas into my Nissan Sentra going, no, I don't care. Yeah. I I wouldn't drive that car. Um, and it doesn't really matter to me. I sure I'd drive it. I wouldn't be afraid to drive it because I don't really care. My, my status is, can I go places and not walk? Right. And, and it's sort of like, I mean, if you're going to take a vehicle like that and you really want to go do track days, you know, yeah. which I've done track days with my motorcycle, they're yeah. a lot of fun. But I mean, that's sort of like, again, that gets away from a thing being the purpose of it. Yours, you know, right. um, it would be like, I'm using that thing for experiences. I'm using that thing to, you know, to go real fast and to better my skills as a do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, oh, and, absolutely. And so, I mean, and I'll, I'm, I'm gonna, I'd be a filthy hypocrite if I didn't say I didn't, I got excited about, if I didn't get excited by cars or I didn't get excited by bikes or by going real fast. But it's sort of like it, it, the thing, the thing has to be the vehicle. The thing can't be the end of itself. Otherwise, then you end up no better than the people in this movie and you're fighting about the thing. Right. I don't know. Does that make sense or is that just too yeah. deep? Oh, no, absolutely. Sorry, All right, Bo, so I, I'm interrupting Bo's. Uh, no, so Bo, what, what have you got? Have you got something better than ours? Oh, I don't know that it's better. I think okay. mine is too classic to be uh, to be better. It's a, it's a car. Um, okay. What is it? What it's, is it? Well, unfortunately, my original answer. Had you asked me this question a week ago, my answer would have been different. Oh, a week ago, I would have told you it's going to be a Dodge Challenger. Yes, and that thing is going to growl so loud that you will hear it at John's house from mine. <laughs> That's outstanding. However, no, I just have to ask: Was yeah. it the Dodge Challenger? Was it the one that was the demon that like had no passenger seat and like that whole thing? 
not necessarily no passenger seat because okay. when you have a car that cherry, yeah, you got to have a lady next to you. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> so says Love Fest. You got that right. <laughs> so, up to a week ago, I would have said the Challenger, hands down, no discussion. I have recently had the opportunity to test drive a Tesla. Oh. And brother, is that a beautiful automobile? Now, see, that's if I'm not a car person, but every time I've seen one of those and seen the interior of one of those, I go, hmm, well, if I had enough, if I had enough money to spend on one of those, then that's probably what I'd go for. I test drove a Model 3, and I'm telling you, the acceleration on that thing, the power. That's awesome. And the, and the tools, the gadgets, and the stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> do, you, do you need a moment, though? I needed a moment there. I mean, okay. it, it, was, it, was, it was a religious experience. <laughs> Well, even even my wife, who who thought that driving an electric car was going to be the silliest moment of her life, walked away wanting one of these cars to the point <laughs> where she was starting to scheme. Well, if we trade in this and we both get a new car, we could get the Tesla, and then we could buy something little. I mean, there was a whole thing happening, <laughs> and she didn't even want to go on the test drive. And she's a she's a Mustang girl, right? Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Hmm. Must her Mustang? She's funny because she goes from Mustangs to anything she can take off road in the same conversation. Okay. Yeah, the the Tesla blew her away. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And that wasn't even the Model S with ludicrous speed. That mm. this was just the Model Three that is their quote unquote affordable model. Yeah. And I'm putting that in large air quotes, Jim. Well, that's yeah, that's big quotes because I've I've looked at that one. The base thirty five thousand dollars doesn't get you very far. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> when because when my last car was looked, less less than a third of that, that yes. Yeah, we looked and we were we were considering it. We have since decided to go a different a different way, <laughs> but yeah. It, it, mm, in another 10 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Those things are those things are pretty sweet. And that's what they say, man. Those electric motors, they they take off a heck of a lot faster than uh than a it lot. It was insane. Yeah. I didn't even and it's funny, the guy, you know, I'm digressing about a car here in a movie that had nothing to do with cars, but Should've. the guy who took us on the test drive, like I gunned it because we did it from right by the expressway there and i gunned it to get on the expressway and donna's in the back seat going you don't have to go that fast and the guy's just chuckling he doesn't even have the pedal on the floor yet (laughs) oh Oh, the power in that i i couldn't believe it (sighs) wow and i am i am tesla so Tesla, if you're oh. listening, um, we would uh, very much enjoy yeah. some corporate sponsorship. And yeah, uh, Elon, throw us some money, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he may have gone off the deep end, so he may not be the person to ask right now. That's a very good point. All right. Well, question number three: favorite Danny DeVito role, and I'm I'm gonna do mine real fast because I already know what it is. It is Vincent Benedict from Twins. That's a solid choice, my friend. 
if I if I liked Batman Returns, I would have gone with the Penguin, but I do not like that movie. I'm gonna go with Louis De Palma from Taxi. Nice. Oh, that was both. We're kind of on the same mindset because I was thinking <laughs> about that too. Um, so fun in that role. Yeah, they all were. That's the thing. Like that show. Oh, so good. Yeah, that that show is gonna get a rewatch sometime soon. I think my favorite Danny DeVito role was actually uh, um, the 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 buddy that he played in Hoffa. Oh, okay. And yeah. it, and it's just uh, it showed off some different chops, you know, than what mm -hmm. you normally see. But because like the other stuff, I just can't decide. I mean, get Shorty, L.A. Confidential. I, I just he's just so good in everything he does. So the the celebrity version of Mini Me. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If I, if I had to go with a second choice, um, it was when he played, uh, didn't he play Homer's, the voice of Homer's brother on The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds right, yeah. So that would be my, um, yeah, that'd be my second, second one. All right. All right. Uh, question number four. I I might have cheated a little bit and changed the wording of question number four after I sent it out to you guys. Okay. So that's me being a horrible person. Mm -hmm. uh, question number four originally said favorite married couple in a movie. Mm -hmm. And I just changed it to favorite couple because oh. I was having a hard time with the married couple part. And I was like, well, I've, I've got a few, but they don't. I mean, they do get married in the movie. But the rules. I know. So you do whichever one you want. You do whichever one you want. Yeah, if you want to do married couple, you do married couple. If you want to do just couple, then that's fine, too. Um, mine, I think ultimately I, I narrowed down to a few of them, but I think ultimately I'm going to go with Harry and Sally from when Harry met Sally. Okay. Solid choice. George and Nina Banks from Father of the Bride. Nice. John and Holly McLean from Die Hard. Hmm. Excellent. Nice. How, you mean Holly Gennaro? Holly right. Gennaro. <laughs> yeah. Let's put this Holly Gennaro. <laughs> you are married. You're married to me. Real <laughs> smart, John. Oh. All right. And question number five. Why does Michael Douglas hate animals? Or the other way to word this question, uh, what is the most impactful animal death in a movie? Because the reason I thought of this was because as we're watching the movie last night and the cat dies a horrible death and then uh, she starts implying that she cooked his dog and turned him into liver pate, um, it made me think there are horrible things happening to animals in this movie or potentially yeah. happening to animals. The yeah. last movie of his that we watched was Fatal Attraction in which a bunny was boiled which then reminded me that he's also an Ant-Man and Antony died in Ant-Man. So I think Michael Douglas hates animals. Therefore, my question is, what is the animal death in a movie that had the biggest impact on you? And I absolutely know what mine is, but I want to hear yours first. Hmm. Well, I think the one that and it has everything to do with when I saw it. I don't know that it would be the most impactful if I saw it today. Mm -hmm. But I think the one that still gets, still reminds me of that horrible feeling is Artax from Neverending yep. Story. That, that's mine. Yeah, that's kind of a sad one. Yeah. But wasn't he alive again at the end or something? I just didn't get that, but... He was, but just the, the way he died, it did. Mm. Yeah, it just. Yeah, even. 
That See that one scary. that one I that one messed me up as a kid, but even yeah. watching that rewatching that movie with the kids just a few years oh, ago. God, yeah. And and when we did it for the podcast, rewatching it with the kids, I was like, well, I'm an adult now. This is not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna have trouble with this. I'm not crying, you're crying. Well, well and just the way they shape that scene too, uh-huh. where he's walking and then he looks back and it's just like wait, wait, no. You know, I'm just like, oh man, that's mm-hmm. scary. Yep. So, so that's mine. I didn't really have to go very far for that question. I, I originally sat down. I'm like, well, I'm going to list a whole bunch of things I got. I'm sure there's some dogs I can think of. I'm sure that. It, and then immediately I was like, nope, there's our text. That's yeah. we're all done with that list. We're not necessarily going any further. Yeah. I will say maybe, I don't know if it'd be my number two, but somewhere in my top 10 most impactful animal deaths in a movie would be a movie that was not an amazing movie, but. I don't know, just that scene, the dog in I Am Legend. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets turned in, is he like, it's going to turn into like zombie dog or something? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't cool. So I got that would be somewhere up on my list too, but yeah, Artax. Yeah. Pat, did you have one? You know, I, I've thought of Artax. I, I mean, I'll be honest, uh, Turner and Hooch. That one yeah. really, I mean, even rewatching that a couple of weeks ago, that was like, oh, I know what's, I don't like this. Yeah. So. Even, uh, even all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. I mean, that one was, and, and I know it's a cartoon, but that one was a little rough too. All right. Well, we don't want to end this on a down note because basically this was a down movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, well, thank you for, hopefully this was a, a, if you decided to listen to us and not go watch the movie, hopefully we yeah. gave you a much better time than this movie ever would. Yeah. Um, if you really like this movie and some of the stuff that we've said, you're just sitting there going, nope, you guys have totally missed it. You've totally got it wrong. We would love to hear from you. So yeah. we're like, we're not, we're not looking to pick a fight. Like there's no, there's no fighting about this. We just didn't like it. It's not our movie. Um, but if there's stuff that we missed and you're like, nope, you guys, this was the, this was the intention behind the movie. This is, you know, this is this, this is this feel free, please. We would love to hear from you, uh, and find out more about what you enjoy about the movie. And, and we're, we're up for a discussion. So, uh, we would I- love to hear. I, John, I got to be completely honest. I might be looking to pick a fight with someone. Oh, okay. Pat will be looking to pick a fight with someone. Maybe, maybe. I'm not, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I am more a peacemaker. I don't know if that's a nickname for me. I don't think so. Do you remember the scene in Shawshank Redemption? Spoilers. I remember many scenes in Shawshank Spoilers. Redemption. Yes. Spoilers. Yep. He crawls through that big tube of poop. Yeah. That's what that I what, felt like. That's what I felt like watching this movie. But I got to the end, and it was just a dead end. Okay, and you had to turn around and go back. Yeah. Yeah. It was just. It was just. It literally for two hours, I was just covered in feces. I yeah. mean, that's what it was like watching this movie. <laughs> it was. It was just not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's, I'm sorry everybody. And I'm that's sorry to, you. I'm sorry to Danny most of all. How you how you feel is how you feel. So. That's right. That's all right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this time with the War of the Roses. Uh, so if yeah, again, let us know if you enjoyed this movie, if you have similar thoughts about this movie, we'd love to hear them either way. So feel free to get in touch with us. Best ways to do that are through our podcast, through our podcast website, 30podcast.com or at 30podcast on Twitter. 
any of the other social media spots. We're usually on most of those. Uh, three zero podcast is the way you can find us. We have a voicemail line. So if you want to call into the love line, not manned exclusively by love fest. Um, but if you want to call into the love line, it's eight, seven, two, three, five, six, six, eight, four, three. It is just a voicemail line. So you're not going to be bothering any of us. If you call, um, that's just a way if you want to send us a quick message, um, just a, a quick voice message. So you don't have to type anything. That's totally cool too. And we'll play it on the show and respond back to it. So we'd love to hear from you that way as well. Our next episodes coming up will be, uh, we're looking ahead to the month of April. So we are finishing up with March, looking to the month of April. We're going to be doing my left foot, UHF, mm -hmm. dead poet society, driving miss Daisy. And I know that coming up in April is going to be Avengers Endgame, and I believe the Shazam movie is coming out. Um, oh gosh, let's see. Well, at the end of this month, at the end of March, we've got Dumbo is coming out. Well, Shazam might be the end of this month too. Either way, there's a whole bunch of movies coming out in the very, very near future. So we probably will try to do an episode on one of those movies or maybe clump a whole bunch of them together and do something if we happen to go see those in the theater. But that's what's coming up. We've also got in May we realized that there are a bunch of movies that we missed because we started this podcast in 2015. And at that point we were doing 84, 85 movies. And then we went straight on to 86, 87, 88 and 89. So now that we're leaving the eighties, we wanted to just look back and see what are some movies that didn't make our lists or that we missed in those first three or so years of the eighties before we started doing our podcast. So that will be the month of May. We're each going to take at least one, maybe two movies and we'll do an episode each where we kind of talk about, we'll all talk together, but um, you know, we might be, you know, each person gets to pick their movies for that episode from the ones that we missed. So we'll be putting those out here pretty soon. I think we've just about narrowed down our choices. So we'll be putting that out there. Uh, if you have any suggestions for us, we'd love to hear what your suggestions are. I know Jason was sharing some on Twitter. So um, yeah, we would love to hear from you guys and hear what movies we have not covered that you would love to hear about. And uh, if there's time, you know, we'll do that. Even if there's not time and we end up going into the nineties, we can always go back. Like there's no rules here. So we're totally fine doing that either way. Well, on that note, I hope that despite this crappy movie that we've all enjoyed talking to each other tonight. Right on. It's been great okay. talking to you guys. Okay. I want to talk more about Bose Tesla. Okay. <laughs> all right. If well, it was going to be my Tesla. That'd well, be a lot of fun. It will I'll, be mine. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll sign off and you guys can have a Tesla love fest. <laughs> Bo okay. got a nickname. It wasn't. Yeah. Well, Bo, yeah. Did, well, so that's the one redeeming thing that came out of this episode. Yeah. Is that you got to talk about Teslas and Bo got a nickname. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this time. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. Better than this one. And we will see you back here next time. Access will be.